Welcome to Motivators in Motion, where the world's top talent give you a daily dose of what drives them towards excellence to give you the inspiration you need to pursue your passion. Listen in as industry professionals, elite athletes, and star-studded entertainers share their unique experiences and encourage you to take that next step toward achieving your dream. It's time to put yourself in motion with your host, Brad Delius. Hey everyone, are you ready to be motivated? Today we're going to be speaking with Paul Boyer. Paul is the social media lead for the sports blog SB Nation, and he's a contributing writer for Baseball Prospectus, an organization that's devoted to the sabermetric analysis of baseball. We're going to chat with Paul about how to stand out from your competition in social media and more in just a second. But first, let's thank our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial right now at audibletrial.com slash motivatorsemotion. With a busy schedule, I don't get in as much reading as I probably should. Audible allows me to finally check out that book that everyone's been talking about. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Check it out right now for free at audibletrial.com slash motivatorsemotion. Paul, welcome to the podcast. And if you could, just start out by telling everyone what you're most excited about in your life right now. Brad, thanks so much for having me. It's really, it's nice to have an outlet to talk about something other than sports every now and then. I know that's a little ironic to say, considering how much of my life I dedicate to that right now. But this is a, this is a really cool effort, and I'm, I'm happy you've had me on. In terms of excitement, I, I think it's hard not to be excited by the thought of, where social can take the game of baseball. I, I think we're starting to see all the different mediums, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or even Facebook sometimes. And I've seen some things on LinkedIn that have even uh, caught my attention and given me a pleasant surprise of how well that sport translates into quick little visual bites, whether it's a GIF, whether it's an image, whether it's a video that you can embed if the platform supports it. I think with all the criticism that's come baseball's way lately about how poorly it's chosen to market some of its stars or how ill-informed some folks are about West Coast teams on the East Coast and vice versa, I think condensing it and finding ways to make things really engaging and attention-grabbing on these platforms is really exciting. And as a fan of the game, I, I hope it works. I hope it keeps grabbing more new eyes and bringing people into the game. I find myself more and more consuming... Like you mentioned, there are different clips of whether it's news, entertainment, sports on Facebook, Twitter, you name the social media platform. And that's really how I'm consuming my news. I found that recently. And there could be stretches where I just don't even turn on TV because I'm not really watching cable that much anymore. Or if I do turn on TV, it's to put on Netflix or some other type of video on demand platform. Is that kind of been the case for you recently where you just maybe not even realizing that you're kind of being consumed by medium online on social media that's really actually kind of organizing the news for you, maybe if it's not directly, but it's indirectly. I think we have to be really careful, and this is only going to continue to be the case. I think we have to be really discerning about our sources and where we get our news from. You can get so much in such a quick, small little package on social media that you need to get it from a reliable place. There's 
an obligation that these outlets and even myself just as a, a, a minor content creator and, and, and distributor to account for the truth, to make sure you recognize that there are many sides to whatever it is you're talking about usually without expressing all of them every single time you make a point. When we have these small little deliverable packages, sometimes you can gloss over and bury a lead entirely. You know, where we were talking about long form articles, eventually you you'd bring out all of the details, all of the relevant points in a news feature or an interview or a profile, whatever it may be. But now as news becomes more and more condensed in line with our shortening attention span, you have to make sure you're being truthful. You have to make sure you're getting down to the heart of the matter and delivering what's relevant and important and in a reliable fashion. You have to understand where that news is coming from. And if you get it from unreliable sources or things that aren't vetted, then you can be fed wrong information, which then colors all of your communication for the rest of the day, and it gets to be a mess. So it all starts with the source. Even though we're getting less and less in terms of volume with our news, the quality of it is still really important, and we have to make sure we're getting it from the right places. And with keeping that in mind, how do you stand out from competing sports blogs, competing companies? that are maybe not doing as much homework necessarily as you, but they're putting out flashy things here and there. And we all know flashy things sometimes get people's attention. doesn't always have to be in a physical presence in person, but uh, just in the sense of just uh, posts that people put out there without doing a whole lot of homework, a whole lot of research on it. How do you try and stand out from those other sources? Because you know you're putting solid work out there. But a lot of times the consumer doesn't really know the difference because they're just not really doing a lot of thinking on there and they're just kind of scrolling through and uh, taking things at face value sometimes. Yeah, I I think you touched on it. Um, It's really important to do your homework. It's really important to come into each day prepared. important that the audience I have gets the right information. There are some people out there who will call you on it and that can be helpful sometimes and annoying in others but it's nice to kind of beat them to the punch and understand what it is you're talking about before you deliver something. If you're trying to express an opinion based on facts, you need to know those facts. If you're relaying information like a statistical tidbit, it's always good to check your math. Keeping up with current events and the news of the day before a game starts and you start uh, live tweeting during the game, it's really important because you don't want to get caught with your pants around your ankles. Uh, The more and more people who see your tweets or your Facebook posts or whatever it might be, the greater your risk of running into someone who knows more than you, which again, could be helpful in some cases, but also ups the chances that you delay the wrong information and you become a little less reliable in that person's eyes. Maybe they call you on it and and spread that uh, message of unreliability to more people. There's a responsibility that we have to know what we're talking about. And that doesn't just happen in the moment. You have to be doing it in the times leading up to what you're tweeting about or or talking about, as well as afterward. And it's it's really good to have comprehension and digest things appropriately so that you can relay them back and continue to be that reliable source that hopefully more and more people continue to count on. Is there something with social media, maybe it's a specific social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, that isn't so obvious to people who don't work in it every single day that you're working with it, you have people 
who also work in it as well, that you guys know that, you know, this, we got to take care of X, Y, Z. If not, again, we're not going to stand out. We're not going to be unique in that aspect. Is there something to it in that regard that isn't so obvious on the surface that you have to make sure T's are crossed, I's are dotted? I think it gets more and more important to measure your responses to people who engage with you, especially as following continues to grow. If you're someone who interacts or just follows along with an account from the outside, whether as a fan or simply as a reader, whatever the medium, whatever the, whatever the field or subject might be, you don't always see every response to everything that comes in and, and gets filtered to the eyeballs of the person running that account on that given day. The sheer volume of responses to nearly everything, and this is sports, so you're, you're dealing with people who are a little more prone to react and, and talk viscerally and emotionally and uh, at times think irrationally and at the spur of the moment. With this medium, you get a lot of really fast responses, a lot of really quick takes, and a lot of passion that when things are going good, yeah, you can ride that wave. If, uh, you know, because I operate a, a Philadelphia Phillies blog's Twitter account, if the Phillies are on a winning streak, they won four in a row, say, and people are feeling pretty good. The offense is, is, is starting to click a little bit and the pitchings, the relief pitchings look good or whatever it might be. Then people are feeling pretty good. Usually get a little less cynicism that way. Uh, it ebbs and flows with how the team is doing. And when things get bad and people start getting upset, well, they take it out on you, especially if you have more of an audience. They think you are, are some kind of conduit, maybe not actually relaying things to the team or the players, some people I do think think that, but obviously we don't do that. But they take it out on you. They use that as an opportunity to vent what's frustrating for them. And as an operator of one of these accounts, you just you can't take it personally, first of all, and you can't turn around and, and shame somebody who doesn't deserve it. If you have somebody who gets really mean, crass, rude, mute them or block them, then they deserve it. If somebody's asking a question or is generally confused, you don't want to point and laugh and say, ha ha. Because bullying is just, it, it, it's a bad luck. There's enough talking down to people that you don't really need to pile on. It, it, it's not helpful. It doesn't advance the discussion. So I think it's really important to take a second before replying. If you're going to amplify somebody's response with a quote tweet, you really need to be sure that, A, is this person coming from a place of good faith? And B, is my response coming from a place of good faith if it's warranted in return? It, there's a lot of discretion. You can take a couple seconds to think about whether a reply is a good idea before you do it, even though you're working in a real-time environment like sports where, where timeliness is that much more important. I feel like a lot of people, when they're starting a business or starting a blog, they're really worried about putting content out on a regular basis. And they also think in the back of their mind, they're like, that's right, I can't neglect social media. And they stress about it because, let's face it, it's a full-time job to manage social media accounts. A lot of work is put into it in just that aspect alone. And it's important, but I guess how important should it be, especially when you're starting out with something and you're trying to balance different aspects of your work schedule? I'm going to put time out and include putting out content, but at the same time, I'm also going to make some time for social media because I can't neglect one or the other. How do you balance that? What is your advice for folks who are in that type of predicament and they need help with the balancing act? I think in my case, it's incredibly important that I tip my cap to everyone else who writes at The Good Fight and all the people who developed and put together the content management system that we're able to use, Chorus. 
it's really, really amazing to work with a group of talented writers, uh, a group of, of really smart individuals who look at things in a, in a reasoned way, who look at things in a logical way while still allowing themselves to be fans and helping me do my job just by doing what they do best already. It's nice to have such great writing to reference, to amplify, to try and bring people's eyes to the great work that people like Justin Clue, John Stolness, and Ethan Witte, and, and Jay Polinsky, and, and on and on and on, the, the roster of writers that we have currently at that site. It wouldn't really be possible for me to do this as a one-person organization with long-form content, with media, with social media, it just wouldn't fly. There aren't enough hours in the day. So having a supporting cast around you, whether they're direct or indirect contributors, is really key. Having people to bounce ideas off of, to come up with plans, to come up with schedules, uh, to understand what the most important thing happening on a given day is, and, and to draw more eyes to a piece of content that you might have on that topic already up. It, it's really good to have that support system and I know for me personally, I just I would not be able to do it alone. And so it's it's been great to have a site uh, and a group of people like that to help me do my job. What's something you got to have with putting together a post, whether it be on any social media platform, something that's a must. Maybe it's a hashtag. Maybe it's tagging someone, something that you got to do. Maybe not every single time, but it's a big part of just your posting and just overseeing social media execution. The thing that gets the most engagement by far on average is anything that has a GIF in it. And that's usually for me the easiest thing to create. What I usually do when I'm tweeting through a game, if I'm watching it, is I'll have an MLB TV feed up on my computer and I run a software program that captures the screen. MLB TV is wonderful in letting me rewind in 10 second increments so that I can go back and capture that shrink the file size, save it, and then upload it with something that I hopefully accompany it with, with a witty caption. And the whole process really, if I get lucky, takes 90 seconds, maybe less, which is really important as events keep happening during a baseball game. You know, every pitch, there's a new pitch every minute, essentially. Uh, ideally, if you have a quick worker on the mound, a little bit less than that. So you got to get things out there quickly so that people who may not be watching the game can see what happened, get a quick glimpse, and react in a, in a more inclusive way. I, I think including the visual into a text medium like this really helps people who aren't near a computer, who, who aren't near a television, but have their phone with them and have that social media platform open and are following along with the game that they feel like they're watching that moment, that they've seen something that people are going to be talking about, that they can understand what everybody else is saying without just having to imagine it or, or picture it in their mind's eye. I can't always provide that just because you can't rip an entire broadcast and put it on Twitter. That would make the networks very unhappy with you. <laughs> but being able to put things out in bite-sized pieces that really grab someone's attention, that reach them on that level of fanhood that they're already coming into this with to make them want to either like or retweet it or, you know, even better, open up the Good Fight profile and visit the site, which I think is, is the end goal of all the things we put out there, then that's all the better for it. I found that people really love engaging with these gifts and seeing things themselves, even if they can't see it, 
as it happens exactly live. Do you have a favorite emoji? Ooh, that is a great question. Do I have a favorite emoji? You know, for a while, I was trying to think of ways, back when I first started with this position, I was trying to think of ways to associate emojis with players. You know, kind of like the way Didi Gregorius does with the Yankees, right? He, at the end of a game, at the end of a Yankees win, he'll go up and throw up a whole game recap using emojis, and everyone is tied to a player, and he's got this whole system, and it's wonderful. It's amazing. It's unique. I could never hope to copy that. But I did want to have something that was nice and, and condensed and immediately recognizable. And it took me a little while. But eventually, when Brees Hoskins got recalled for the first time back in 2017, and he started going on a home run binge, we started noticing that he gestures out to the bullpen as he rounds second base. He throws up, throws up a little horn, a little, little rock out, a little, little bullhorns. Yeah. And so whenever that happens now, I pair up the, the horns on the top line, space it out a little, and then on the line below it, put a smiling face. It looks like a guy's throwing up the horns, and that's all I put out there. And I do it each time Reese Hoskins homers now. And everybody knows what it means. Philly fans know what it means. To be able to just kind of do that, maybe I'll thread a response after that with a fact about, you know, either the, the homer itself or an RBI count or whatever it might be. But just having that two emoji combination is enough for people to immediately understand what just happened without me saying a word. For you, the listeners of Motivators in Motion, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Just go to audibletrial.com slash motivatorsinmotion. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash motivatorsinmotion for your free audiobook. That's all for this episode of Motivators in Motion. For more information to keep you motivated between episodes, be sure to visit motivatorsinmotion.com to sign up for our newsletter and receive daily inspirational tips, strategies, and resources. That's available exclusively on motivatorsinmotion.com.